I Missed It, the podcast where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan, and I missed it. And I'm Brittany, and I didn't. We are on Buffy Season 2, Episode 20, Go Fish. That's the name. (laughs) That's the name of this episode. Members of the Sunnydale swim team are killed by a gill monster of unknown origins. Um, This one sucks. But you can't skip it. No. I'm sorry. And that's our review. Good night. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> See you next week. Okay, so yeah, this one... This... Boy, vey. This one's... Bad and problematic. It's very problematic. I don't... I wouldn't say it's bad. It's not great. I wouldn't even necessarily say it's good, but I also wouldn't say it's bad. There could, because there have been far worse episodes. From a story standpoint, there have been less well-put-together episodes. From a script and acting standpoint, there have been worse episodes. Yeah. There have also been episodes that were just far less funny, because this one had its moments. Yeah. But it sucked. I'm giving this one like a four and a half, and I'm giving the monster suits like a nine, because those gotcha. were some really good costumes. Gotcha. Yeah, I give it a five. Also, the uh, summary of the episode is a little inaccurate, because they don't actually die, they turn into these monsters. Yeah. Because of fish DNA-based aromatherapy treatment in the steam room. Yep. That's the plot. Yeah. Fish-based steroids in the steam. It's... I just don't even know where to start because it's just so... It's so outlandish. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. Now, it's no hyena possession, <laughs> but it is fish steroids. Yeah. Via aromatherapy steam room. Like, they're right. not even, like, shooting up. No. They're sitting in a steam room. Yeah. I kind of wish that the uh, Gill Monster suits or costumes or whatever i kind of wish they had been terrible Mm -hmm. because it would have made this episode a little bit easier to be like yeah no just skip it but these things look awesome Mm -hmm. and they do it four times there's four different suits because Mm -hmm. four uh swimmers get transformed into these monsters yeah so they had to have four suits it wasn't just hey we're gonna do this once yeah well they needed at least how many were seen in frame together? Just three when they were swimming? At the at very the end? end, I think three. Yeah. I don't think we saw all four at once. And yeah. When so, they were in the sewers, we saw three. Yeah. So maybe there were only three. Yeah. But they needed at least three. Mm-hmm. I guess now we know where the money went uh, instead of to the werewolf costume from a couple <laughs> episodes back. Like, sorry, we already built these fish costumes. What do you mean you want a werewolf? Right. Which of note, Oz was not in this episode. Oz was absent. Oh boy. All right. So we will start with the angel sighting 
because he is in this. He showed up for one scene. Yep. About 20 minutes in, Mm -hmm. he surprises one of the swimmers. His name is Gage, outside of the bronze. They uh, bond over how much Buffy sucks. Yeah. And then Angel tries to turn him and fails. Well, he bites him and then spits his blood out. Yeah. Because it's yucky. Yes, it's yucky fish blood. We assume it's yucky fish blood. (laughs) I guess when you are thinking you're going to have human blood and you end up with, you know, fish. Right. Well, even when Angel's not drinking human blood, it's pig's blood. It's not fish. So Angel's there and he can't turn Gage. And then Buffy kicks him in the face and Angel runs away. The end. And And that's our angel sighting. There's so many problems with this episode. Mm -hmm. Where do we start? I mean, I literally wrote down with Stars around at Buffy's clothes. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Okay, so one of the swim team guys... Cam. Cam, thank you. Cam, in his newfound fame and uh, getting everything he wants, decides he wants Buffy. So he starts talking to her. She's very blunt, but still spends some time with him. He tries to come on to her while... (laughs) they're in his car she punches him in the face breaks his nose well she smacks his head against the steering wheel oh that's right yeah she kind of like she like she kind of arm arm locked him and then slammed his face in the steering wheel it broke his nose yep they end up in the nurse's office and buffy is blamed for asking for it because she was dressed inappropriately yeah now if we're talking about school uniform code she was dressed inappropriately but the Buffyverse has well established that such a code cannot exist because of how the characters on this show dress. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things, like, one, no one asks for it with their clothing. Two, the coach was correct in saying you're not going to a club, you're at school. Yes. Okay, there's so many things in this episode. Because later on in this episode, she confronts the coach and he tosses her down into the sewer that is apparently underneath the school uh where the guild monsters are and makes a comment about they've already eaten boys have other needs yeah and oh boy no it worked for plot but it's just like oh my god we're doing this okay okay all right buffy yeah i mean Unfortunately, it's also not the only, like, rape comments that get made on Buffy without being actual rape comments. Yeah. I mean, this season we had the episode where the college frat boys kidnapped high school girls, roofied them, and the whole nine yards there. Yeah, and like, in the ho- in the hyena episode that you talked about, Xander almost... Like, sexually assaults her. Yeah, it is... Like, there's a lot of sexual assault. There is later someone else, a pretty well-known character, tries to sexually assault Buffy. Yeah. Like, tries to rape Buffy. It's 
not that we can't talk about these things or showcase them or shine a light on them or whatever. You can totally do that in scripts and shows. You should. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, we talked about things differently in the 90s, apparently. Yeah. Because this is not how you do any of this now. No. It did feel like all of the comments about the way that you're dressing, you're asking for, and all of that, it was, like, poking it and saying, like, whoever wrote it saying, you know that this is not okay. That they were saying it? That the character was saying it? No. That, like, as a show, it was happening almost in, like, a satirical that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, that it was viewed as, hey, we're going to do this, but we're going to do this in such a way that you know we're yeah. saying it's a bad thing. Yes, that's gotcha. what I mean. I mean, most of the comments along those lines did come from the coach who turned out to be the bad guy. Yeah. So that's one way to do it, and but that's such a fine line because you're either getting away with it. Yeah. Because you're saying, oh, the bad guy said it. It's fine. He's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Or you're making a very specific point. Yeah. And even when Cam was saying it, he was almost saying it so over the top. Yeah. He was a stereotype. He was a caricature. Yeah. And he was playing it that way. Mm-hmm. Which I think leads into the, it was almost a satirical thing. Yeah. So, yes, it's problematic. But even if it was a satirical thing, it wasn't done well. No. We can agree on that. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. even if they were trying to make a point, it didn't work. Yeah. I do not enjoy the way that Buffy dresses at school. It bothers me. They need a dress code. You also can't tell a female that the way that she dresses is asking for it. It's also colder. <laughs> they made comments that it was colder. Yeah. <laughs> Xander did make comments that it was colder. Like, oh, no, we can't be out here. It's too cold. It's getting nippy. Yeah, it's getting nippy. <laughs> inconsistencies of the Buffyverse. Yeah. I would also like to point out an inconsistency of the Buffyverse because you like to point out Buffy's casual and inconsistent strength. Can I please point out Xander's? Because I, apparently he has amazing upper body strength. To pull Buffy out? While the fi- three of those giant fish monsters are pulling her down. Yep, it didn't make sense. I was like, I and he wrote, wasn't really trying either. I wrote down that I was impressed with his upper body strength. Right, I wrote down <laughs> Buffy's casual and inconsistent strength. In that same scene, I wrote down, okay, so she can do a standing jump out of the water. I mean, she crouched, she like crouched, squatted, yeah, but. The lower you get, the more you get into the water, the more resistance there is. Like, it's almost impossible to do that. Like, professional athletes jumping out of pools became a thing a couple years ago on Twitter. Okay. Like, of like, look, I can be standing in the pool, and I can jump out of the pool and onto the side of the pool. And it's incredibly hard to do. Okay, the amount, yeah. The amount of strength it takes to do something like that. Side character shout outs. I will cede my time for this episode because I know you want to talk about Wentworth Miller. Yes. 
He played Gage. It was the only thing that I enjoyed about this episode, really. It's him being in it. Yeah, he was uh, not gay. No, he worked really, really hard to be very straight. Wentworth Miller himself is not incredibly flamboyant. Like, he doesn't come off that way. Like, I don't think that he comes off super gay. Like, most. Like, you know, like, the stereotypical whatever. Um, But it felt like in this episode he was trying really, really hard to play that straight jock. Yeah, I mean, that was the entire role. Yeah, but he worked really hard. Wentworth Miller is in The Flash and... Legends of Tomorrow. That's what that's called. Yeah, he's on The Flash. Plays Captain Cold. And then he was on Legends of Tomorrow. Continuing to play Captain Cold. Um, He's in Prison Break for five years-ish. I don't really remember how long that show went on. Because it happened and then it stopped. And and then it came back. and That was his show. Yeah. And he's done plenty of other things. but Yeah, lots of lots of stuff. Nowadays, he's mostly known for the Arrowverse, I think, uh, and because he was so popular as Captain Cold that he, they turned a one-episode character into, you know, a guy who became a main character on another show because people loved his character so much. Yeah. That he stuck around. And then eventually they brought on, uh, the, this is the guy who played his brother on Prison Break to play. Dominic Rory. Purcell. Dominic Purcell. There it is. Yeah. They got hired to, one of them got hired to play Captain Cold and then the other, they suggested the other one for the other. Or one of them got brought on to play whatever and then the, the other one suggested the other one. Willow is still teaching. Yeah. She has not found the uh, floppy disk yet, though. No. That we are aware of. But she is still uh, subbing as Principal Snyder talks about it and uh, directly calls it long-term subbing and talks about how he can't find a replacement teacher, so she's just going to finish the year and is that okay and yada, 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 yada. And Willow's over the moon, even though there's no reason for this to be happening. And then Snyder asks her, "Is it? there are so many absurd things in this episode, but this might be the most absurd thing. The principal asks the student who is serving as a long-term substitute teacher to alter the grade of a student so they can swim for the state championship. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not so much asking as it was... Uh, Suggesting. Suggesting, threatening, cajoling. Yeah. Aren't yeah. you the principal? Just change it. Just do it. Or yeah. get a different sub for that classroom that will do the thing you want to do. Right. And I'm also confused how it took this long for him to tell us that they couldn't find a sub. When at the end of the episode where Jenny died, they literally talk about how... Willow's only going to be there for, like, until the end of the week. Yeah, even though she shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Apparently, when uh, gill monsters jump out of people, when they uh, eviscerate their skin suit 
and leave behind what they leave behind. Uh, apparently, they also leave behind fog machines because every single one of those like corpses foggy. had like dry ice coming out of it, like fog coming out of these corpses. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be steam or something. I always thought it meant that their skin or whatever was too hot. Like, they just came out, and not everything that, like, the skin or whatever was too hot. Maybe. And so it was steaming because of that. It just looked like somebody stuck a fog machine inside this prop. Gotcha. And it was spitting out, and that was all it was. Which was probably all it was. I just didn't understand why it was there in the first place. What was your favorite one? I liked when... The one that I wrote down was when Willow was talking about how she liked interrogating people and she said the trick is not to leave any marks. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I really enjoyed uh, at the beginning when the swim team was walking down the beach or one or two of them were and Gage, uh, played by Wentworth Miller just has this really, really strange delivery of the line. Oh, dude, what is that foulness? <laughs> but he delivered yeah. it in such a way it was like really bad surfer teen, like somebody yeah. like clearly posing as a bad surfer teen, <laughs> unironically. Like, this is just bad, and we know it's bad, but we're doing it anyway. Right. Yeah, that's a line that I... Every time I hear it, I remember it very vividly. It just comes out so strange. Yeah. It does. What else do you have? Um, I had Willow interrogating Jonathan because they that think was good. That was they good think moment. that they think that Jonathan is the one who is poisoning or sending monsters or whatever after the swim team mm -hmm. because he didn't make it twice and he said he exacted revenge by peeing in the pool hey if that's how you get your revenge then that's how you get your revenge um i also had that whole scene where the three girls so buffy willow and cordelia are in the i guess at the pool at the pool bleachers yeah yep and gage stops in the middle of their practice and waves at buffy which is really awkward yes like mid <laughs> mid yeah. uh lap like mid lap it's yeah. very strange but then xander comes out and cordelia is fawning over him until she realizes it xander i don't really understand like for the sake of television for comedy like obviously she doesn't realize it's xander at first but Apparently, like, Cordelia just needs glasses. Right. I don't understand how in real life you wouldn't understand that, Xander. I, that's also a scene that I remember, I always remember very vividly. Because it, even though this episode sucks, I really like that scene. I think it's funny. Especially with um, the way that Nicholas Brendan plays it. Because he literally just grabs everything that is right there to try and cover himself up. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It's because Cordelia uh, was looking at him the same way the camera looked at him, which was the yeah. very slow pan up, starting at the feet all the way up to his face, mm -hmm. uh, which was 
obviously done on purpose and for comedic effect, but mm-hmm. it was also the, the, the feminist angle of the show. Yeah. That they're trying to go for. Yeah, yeah. Same thing earlier in the episode where uh, Big Strong Jock asks Tiny Blonde to walk him home. Yeah. Which, it's the same same thing. Yeah. Turning tropes on their head. Which works, as long as all the other tropes you do are actually done well. Right. Um, I also had that when Buffy is following Gage around and trying to um, look after him and make sure he doesn't get eaten by the kill mm-hmm. monster or yep. whatever, she, her magazine is upside down. Well, she doesn't do a lot of spy work. Yeah. Clearly. It's just really funny because Giles is all telling her that she needs to be very discreet. And then in the next part, she's her magazine's upside down and she's very Giles clearly. wasn't really in this one. No, not really. Just to... He was in it, like, for all the group stuff and the research and stuff. and Easy week for him. Yeah. And the time where Buffy said something that was super smart and he was really impressed. No, that was a good look. Yeah. <laughs> couple individual moments I wrote down. Uh, sad Buffy is still sad, but now with ocean shots. Yes. Uh, it was at the beginning. We see Buffy sitting, looking out over the ocean, and then we got the very dramatic sad person looking at the ocean shot. Mm-hmm. She is still very sad. It feels out of order, though, this episode. It doesn't feel like it belongs here. Yeah. It only exists here in this spot so that the finale doesn't happen immediately after the one with the the flashback and the ghosts and Angel and Buffy being possessed. Yeah. They just needed a buffer episode, apparently. It feels like they filmed them out of order, too. Mm-hmm. The fish smell was apparently a thing, and at one point, uh, Gage Wentworth Miller uh, starts to smell it and then does the pit check. Yeah. But he does both. He checks both sides, just in case, you know, you're asymmetrically stanky. I mean, maybe. I maybe guess. you sweat out of one side more. Maybe. I think uh, an athlete would probably be all, be aware of that already. Mm-hmm. In that same scene, it's just a small thing, but Sanders said, yeah, he's got to put on his sneakers, and then he'll be out. And then he's lacing up boots. Yeah. I was like, come on. That's just lazy. Just get it right. Later in the episode, Buffy and Giles do go fishing, so to speak. Uh, because that's actually what they say they're doing. They say they're going fishing, which is, I think, the closest we've come to an episode title dropped in an episode. Like, actually naming the episode within the episode. Yeah, except for passion. Yeah, passion did, but that's because it's one word. Yeah, or something that's like a phrase or more than one word, yes. Yeah, I think they might have also done it with bad eggs. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember. The very sad Cordelia music is super unearned. And oh, yeah. It was... So she thinks Sanders turned into a fish person, and she has this very dramatic monologue, which is actually not very well delivered. 
Yeah, she seemed uncomfortable with the monologue. Yeah, it was not great, and it was like a single panning, or it was like a single tracking shot down the length of the pool. It was strangely done. It wasn't well delivered. And then immediately after, like, oh, no, that's not Xander. And I'm sitting here going, of course it's not Xander. Why would any of this stuff that you've just done to us make us actually believe this is Xander in this moment? Right. Yeah, I don't remember if I thought it was Xander when I first watched it or not. But they had the sad piano music behind it, which was just not earned. No. No. This is Cordelia and Xander. You don't get sad piano music. (laughs) I'm wondering if, like, they had less time or took on purpose, took less time to film this episode so that they could have more time to work on the finale. Maybe. Maybe they, like, sped through this as fast but as they could. even then, it felt like they filmed it earlier. Yeah. Like, it feels like some of the earlier episodes of this season. Yeah, and it does. And maybe it got aired in a different order. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't read any of the trivia for this, so I don't know. There's also no Oz. There's also no reference to Jenny. So... Correct. They could have filmed this at another time. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, if you want to make the Slayer do anything, all you need is a gun. I mean, the guns can hurt her. She's yes, human. guns can hurt her and potentially kill her. But old dude with a gun just, like, vaguely pointed it at her and she immediately did whatever he t- told her to do. Like, she didn't resist. She didn't try to kick the gun away or anything, which she probably could have. Mm-hmm. It was tight quarters and everything. It was just very... It felt very much like, we need to get Buffy down into this hole... How do we do it? I know. A gun. And then there was no thought, more thought than just, yeah. we're going to put it in a gun. Yeah. I mean, it's, things happen. I think it's more realistic than him pushing her in. That's true. But you could have very easily staged it that there's an open pit and she doesn't know it's there and he pulls mm. a gun on her and then he can, you know, walk her down and she backs up, backs up, tries to talk him out of it, whatever, and then falls into something that she doesn't know is there. That mm-hmm. would have been very easy to do. Mm-hmm. But instead they did this. It just felt... I don't know, this whole episode just felt lazy. Mm-hmm. And not thought through or planned. Yeah. Also, what is this school? This school has everything in its basement, apparently. They have a full... The full sewers... They have the full Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sewer system underneath the school that you can get into multiple different ways. The basement has at least six or seven different rooms that we've seen. Mm-hmm. They've had so many bad things happen under the school. And now apparently they also have an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Yeah. And steam room facilities and all of this. What is this school? I don't know. Library's tiny, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that the ups. I think the upstairs of the library is not super tiny. We just never see it. Right, because that's not the set they have. Yeah. They have the one set, and they're going to use it over and over and over and over.
Our last segment is Ryan Predicts Poorly. Uh, next for us is going to be the two-part finale, which we will probably be bringing to you uh, as one giant episode like we have in the past. It's amazing to think we are already almost through season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I predict for the finale that we will be introduced to another big bad thing. A separate one? That a we have? separate one. Okay. Another big bad separate thing uh, that will be unceremoniously destroyed by the Scooby Yang by the end of the finale. Okay. Angel will attempt to do sex machina. Here's this giant thing that there's no way you can possibly beat, and then they will shoot a rocket launcher at it. Because why not? Do you mean thing like a monster? I don't know. Like monster, demon, something summoned. Maybe maybe they can go um, put the puzzle that is the judge back together again. <laughs> okay. Just put his head back in the right place and make sure there's no rocket launchers for Xander to steal. I'm still not over that plot point. Yeah. It's obnoxious because I, I swore that the judge was around so much longer than two good. episodes. It was so good. Yeah. It was so compelling. And then they created that whole thing literally just so they could prove that Angel was a vampire. Again, yeah. That he was Angelus. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point. It was an important point. Yeah. But that was the entire point. Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us for I Missed It. You can find us over on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Check out our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can find our merch store and the Patreon for the network over there, uh, as well as the rest of the shows on the network. Uh, go listen to Imprinted Echoes if you haven't, because it's pretty cool. It's Numenera, it's the Cypher System, and Zan's pretty awesome. Mm hmm. And that's my endorsement. All those things. All of those things are true. Um, Leave us a five-star rating and review. We have ratings, no reviews. Leave us a review. I would like to read them. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever else you listen to us on. Stitcher. Stitcher. Overcast, wherever. Well, that's it for this episode of I Missed It. This has been Buffy Season 2, Episode 20, Go Fish. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget that it's okay... You can always be on the football team. Xander's too small to be on the football team. He's not that small. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.